Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a crazy story of somebody getting left out of a family gift. But first a story from Naginayo101. My nephew's dad doesn't want his son knowing about his cousin's TV appearance. He feels threatened by it. My cousin appeared on national television in a show called Penn & Teller Fool Us. It's kind of a big deal in my family and while my family and cousins all saw it, my nephew was not allowed to see it. He saw it anyway and his dad told him flat out that magicians are thieves and that his second cousin was now a thief. I was pissed and told my nephew's father that's a lie and that my cousin has a real job. Working at the magic castle's not a real job, Penn & Teller are thieves who rob people. This is another reason I don't want your family involved in my son's life. Magic isn't real. It's bad enough you write fantasy novels. I can tolerate that because it isn't real. I decided to ask how he knew about the show, and he said my mom had been posting non-stop on Facebook about it. This kind of proves they were spying on her. I just laugh it off and tell him, well, the show aired, nothing you can do about it. Your freeloader cousin and his wife better stop talking to my son about that made-up crap or I'm calling CPS. Being a magician is just not right and proof that he's just as abusive as your mother. Unless he gets proof, he can't really do much about it. But why attack my cousin over a talent he's had since I can remember? So yeah, it freaking sucks that my nephew's father feels threatened by someone else's success. I haven't really watched a whole lot of Penn & Teller stuff. But isn't their whole shtick that magic isn't real but should be celebrated for how much of a good craft it is? Like sleight of hand techniques and audience tricks and whatnot? I mean their whole show fool us, that's not even magic, that's all about just trying to see if you can trick them. You know, do something that they haven't seen before. Is it weird to say I almost would prefer if they did try to call CPS? Just so they could get turned down and maybe shamed about how ridiculous they're being by a government regulation? Is it just too far to be on board with a CPS call? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Emily's Amelia. My girlfriend's mom is absolutely disgusting. This isn't happening to me or really affecting me much, and I can't recall all the details. But my girlfriend, 17 at the time, let's call her Gina, is being treated with such disrespect from her mom, which we'll call Kat. It really started getting out of hand when Kat started paying Gina for taking care of her own baby brother four years old, Henry, and her younger brother, 15, I think, Fred. Gina was getting paid like $2 per person per hour, so $4 an hour, I think. And she went on call with her dad, talking about how she's getting paid and such. And her dad mentioned, you're getting underpaid. You should be at least getting paid $10 an hour, $5 per kid. Cat overhears it and grabs Gina's phone to start yelling about how she's getting paid just fine and how she's even lucky to be paid then starts yelling at Gina saying, do you think you're being underpaid, do you? And yelling at her. To which Gina said something along the lines of, no, no, I'm fine with this. And that's when I start forgetting the rest, but that's not the end of it. 
Kat stopped paying her and started saying, I'll do it later, or I forgot, or just avoids it entirely. She uses Gina's money to buy a small toy for Henry, and so now she owes more money. Gina tries to talk about it with her like a business transaction, and her mom tells her something like, I'm not paying you until you start taking this seriously, to which Gina is confused. Wasn't she doing a good job? She did it right, she thought. Turns out her mom lied. She stopped paying her because of the phone call with her dad. Basically because she's petty and was mad at her ex-husband. Oh yeah, they're divorced. Gina tries to tell Kat that she owes her money again, which was around $120 or something, which included her $40 bill agreement and some other stuff. To which Kat starts screaming at her, and Gina finally snaps just laying this out, You owe me money! Oh, that pissed off Kat. She started a screaming match and went downstairs while still screaming at Gina. Gina stops it there and goes to her room, but it was far from over unfortunately. Phase 2 begins here. After some time, Gina wakes up to being called downstairs. When downstairs, her mom and her boyfriend, we'll call Jerry, were both wearing gray shirts with the words drill instructor on it. And her mom handed both Fred and Gina papers with house rules on them. Gina thought it was a joke since they were borderline absolutely crazy. And her mom said something like, we've always had these rules, we're just enforcing them now. I think I can't absolutely recall for sure. And Gina says, no, I'm not doing this, and tries to leave. To which Jerry grabs her arm, and Gina yells to let her go, which he does eventually. Then her mom runs after her and pins her on the stairs and says a few words that get my blood boiling. Hit me, I call the police. So Gina doesn't fight back. Gina's forced to hand over her phone and is locked in her room. Gina starts packing stuff and sneaks out the back door. She was going to hide at her school to get away from her mom, but her mom found her. Kat tells her to get in the car, she's taking her to her dad's, and Gina tells her no. After some back and forth, she gets in the car, and the first thing Kat says is, You could have costed me my job, you selfish, selfish child. Not a single, are you okay, we were worried, or even a good ol', you could have gotten hurt. Just about how Gina could have made her lose her job in the military. I can't remember the rest of the story except until they get there. Jerry talks to Gina and makes a deal with her. She'll only have to do boot camp. Oh yeah, her mom calls it a boot camp. Until they take a trip to visit his parents, which at the time was a few months. Gina agreed, and now we're on to phase 3. Gina can't have a phone, so she made a plan to get a job at 18 so she can get money to get a phone and pay for her own bills and internet. Therefore, her mother wouldn't be able to take it away, since it's her property. We're communicating through Discord on her school computer at this point, and I can't recall much aside from her mom acting entitled and giving her penalties for things that are absolutely absurd, like, because you took your computer upstairs this morning, or because you didn't leave your computer downstairs for the night, and other things as absurd as that. They aren't labeled in the boot camp rules, by the way, she made those up just because she was mad. But surprise, surprise, Gina turns 18 and gets basically no birthday. Yeah, dumb, but just a small part of this thing. Now she's working towards getting a job, she has good grades, and she's being obedient. Now, to recent BS. It's time for the flight to visit Jerry's parents, and Gina packs clothes she'll likely need, and her mom comes in and unpacks everything, saying, You don't need this much, which Gina was overpacking like a normal amount. You know, the amount you normally do when taking a plane across the state. But no, too much apparently, so this already ticked me off. 
but I gave the benefit of the doubt and said, maybe there was really too much I don't know. But now the part that made me type all this mess. Gina has a personal bag of hers for this flight to Jerry's parents, full of pencils, paper, probably, etc. And she caught her mom going through it behind her back because she wanted to check it. Even though she could have asked first, no, she should have asked first, apparently she took some stuff out and isn't giving it back to Gina, including her work permit and some chargers that I think Gina managed to get back by stealing it back. It was hers to begin with. But the thing that made me break was the fact that she took her work permit. It's clear she doesn't want Gina to get a job because of this one statement she made a while ago. You will disclose if you want a job with me so you can get my permission. Only if you get good grades though. To which Gina is, but she takes her work permit and won't give it back to her? Jerry argued this with her, but she still didn't give it back. I don't know, I feel like this is borderline illegal. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything on it, but either way I just wanted to share this because I feel so mad about her. I want to help, but I don't know what to do. Well, considering they're 18 years old and it's their work permit, if the mom steals anything of their personal belongings, that's illegal. If Gina owns something like her work permit, she can't just take it and legally get away with that. Now, if you try to involve the police, they might just not be too interested in helping out with that because to them it might seem like something menial or a civil issue, and sadly they might just go and be just about useless. Also, considering they're 18, I don't think they need a work permit? Unless you need like some kind of special permit, like you're working with heavy machinery or alcohol, but I don't think it needs a work permit, you just need to be forklift certified. I think if OP wants to be helpful and do whatever they can, they need to just be there for them. It's helpful not being alone and stuff like that. And encouraging them honestly to cut that toxic family off. Tell them to keep seeking independence. Our next story is from Lupus Warrior RN, Mother Growing Up. My mom growing up was the epitome of the how could you do this to me, mother, no matter what. Here are my five top examples. One, in third grade, I started putting on weight. My parents sat down to tell me that I needed to lose weight and lied about my age to sign me up for a health club and Weight Watchers. Two, when that didn't show the results they wanted, they put chains and padlocks on the fridge and cupboards. When I later developed an eating disorder, my mom said she at least developed anorexia and my bulimia and compulsive overeating was making her look bad. She then put me in a 12-step group for overeating. 3. I started hurting and my arms were, at one point, so badly infected that the doc said I was within a day of passing out from septic shock. My mom yelled at me in the ER for doing this to her and making her look bad in front of the neighbors and did I want CPS to rip us apart and put me in a home? That and I obviously had no signs of someone who was assaulted, minus all of the above apparently. I called a certain hotline and they called my parents. My mom stayed up all night with me because they told me you can't be left alone, you might hurt yourself. You wouldn't come to me but could call strangers and tell them. This continued the next day and all the way to the psych hospital and during intake and they were finally kicked out by staff as I got more and more withdrawn. 5. I was assaulted by a boy my parents took in and was slapped in the face and called promiscuous. I ran away from home shortly after that. There's so much more. I went little contact for years, and it took a lot of therapy and my husband to move on. Surprisingly, they've improved as they've gotten older, but 
they know I won't stay if it starts again. Bonus one, when I graduated nursing school, they told me not to celebrate as it would make my brother feel bad as he never went to college. Yes, I celebrated, had a reminder tonight and just needed to vent some of this out. I think the main thing to focus on here is everything that happened after the fact. Despite OP going through the worst of it, they shifted when little contact with those toxic people, took a lot of therapy, found people who loved and supported them, took no crap in the interactions that they did have with those parents after the fact, and OP pulled themselves out of a horrible situation, which is just so commendable. And I hope for OP's sake that venting also helped a little bit too. Our next story is from Fluttershy7070. Cyber harassment won't cease after I left home without their consent. It's been six months since I secretly, 18-year-old female, moved out from my narcissistic parents' house to another city for my mental sanity and to stay with the person I really care with, 19-year-old male, and his family. I want to live my own life with who I love, pursue my dreams without them complaining and verbally abusing me, so I didn't give them my new phone number and deleted all social accounts. I created anonymous accounts to stay in touch with a few friends that I like. Somehow, they managed to find out my account. But they keep calling me, accusing me, asking uncomfortable questions, telling me that they love me and saying how bad of a person I am for not caring for them back. I decided to become vegan because I don't want to see animals being tortured and killed. But my parents don't allow my freedom to choose what I eat. I want to support the lesbian and trans community to fight for their rights and voices. My parents treat me like I'm stupid. They keep saying things that I don't want to hear. They forced me to study in schools that teachers are abusive in and don't teach anything useful. There's many things they do that is destroying me from the inside that they don't know or care about. Every day, every single day, my narcissist mom keeps flooding my inbox with 50 plus messages and she won't stop even with my zero contact rule. She is constantly insisting me to come back, sometimes fake crying, sometimes she'll fake it as if nothing happened, asking what I'm doing for life and how's my day. She's so obsessed on me, stalking me non-stop. Each time I blocked her, she'll create a new account and flood me again. Sometimes my dad will call my old number a ton of times in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping. They are mentally insane. The most ridiculous is that my dad will stay awake all night to force me to answer him. My mom even said that she fainted and went to the hospital days after I left them for good. They found out where I live and they even found out who my boyfriend is. They're harassing him too, asking him uncomfortable questions as his age, religion, what does he do, etc. There's no respect for our privacy and freedom. We want to stay away from them and they're not allowing it. Because of that, I suspect that they hired or convinced some friends that I had in school and church to back them. I made it clear that I don't want to contact anymore, but they will not stop. My mom even posted photos of me without my permission on her social medias, and they discovered secrets that I never told them. In the past, they used to victimize themselves a lot. My mother kept demanding me to take care of her illness, and my father wanted me to study to learn useless stuff I don't need in my life. They forced me to do dishes, laundry, go to the market, and do tasks that they can do alone. In the future, they want me to support them financially doing jobs that I hate. Even during the peak of the pandemic, they want to control my life by forcing me to go to school and do chores that put my life in risk. They keep complaining about me using Discord, drawing, playing games, watching movies, and staying awake at 2am. 
There is no respect to my freedom and my mental sanity. Things got bad to worse since I went to another city. They went frenzy with their stalking behavior, calling literally any friend that they know I have. They went beyond the limits by flooding me with messages and audios everywhere. How do I make them stop harassing me? I've gone to the police for a restraining order and they laughed at me. Their presence is making my life miserable. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I want them to disappear, get away from me, no matter what it does cost. Depending on where OP is... I'm not sure if you have to necessarily go to the police to ask them for a restraining order. I think there's a lot of places that you might have like a proper filing place or you might want to straight up just seek legal representation and try to find a lawyer that can maybe do it for you. Even though it might cost you a bit, but it's honestly worth it if you can get some kind of restraining order. I mean, the amount that they're hounding you and harassing you, I think it's definitely justifiable. Honestly, I've been in situations before where I've had people who I would say I consider harassing me. And one thing that I've learned from talking to officials in my area is to document as much as you can. I mean, it sounds like OP kind of naturally already has that considering there's, I'm sure, bunches of call logs, emails, messages and whatnot. But documenting what they do and when they do it, you know, contacting friends, reaching out to friends, finding my profiles on this date, sending messages to them, spamming my boyfriend, having all of this citable, referenceable information is going to help your case a lot. 
Our next story is from Single Associate 8863. Narcissistic mom cuts up my sketchbook. I've been drawing since I can remember. It's always been a healthy coping mechanism I knew I could lean on. My drawings were very personal to me, especially at the time this happened. I was going through a transitional period in my art where I was trying to progress with anatomy and I knew I wasn't the best at that. My sketchbook at the time was black paperback with an estimate of 200 pages. On the cover of the sketchbook was a note written in white ink. The note was a polite plea to ask before going through my sketchbook as the contents were very personal. So I was sitting in the kitchen talking with my mom, female 33 at the time, and just trying to spend time with her. I'd been drawing earlier that day, so my sketchbook was laying on the counter. I didn't think anything of it because, at this point, my mom hadn't done anything this blatantly disrespectful to my face. After having some drinks, my mom migrated to the counter my sketchbook was laying on. I tried to scoot it out of the way, not even thinking it was what she was going for, but she grabbed it, and my heart immediately sunk. I was terrified and I begged her not to go through it without reading the note on the cover. She ignored it and brushed me off saying something like, I know, I know, and then without asking me, she opened the cover. She stared at the first page with disgust and continued to flip through. The entire time I was pleading with her to stop and that it was private and that I wanted privacy. She didn't stop. Instead, she opened up to different drawings and told me that I got my artist talent from her. She then went on to critique drawings I was really proud of. She was also touching all over the pages, dragging her finger and smearing pencil lead as she went. Then she got to her favorite drawing of mine within the book, one I was proud of and had showed her before. I'm being honest in saying it wasn't perfect, but it was perfect to me. She poked at the page drunkenly and said something along the lines of, I could draw this perfectly. She then turned to the fridge, which had a sheet of dry erase sticker plastered on the front. She continued talking about how she's an artist and how I get it all from her, as she drew the most crude recreation of my own drawing that I'd ever seen. I felt unbelievably insulted and tried to tell her that I actually really liked my drawings and was really proud of them. She shrugged me off and jammed her finger onto her fridge drawing and said, See, I drew it exactly and only in a minute. I'm paraphrasing all of these quotes. My heart sank and I knew she wouldn't hear anything I was saying, so I gave up. She didn't like that very much and resumed going through my sketchbook. At this time, I had just had a falling out with two of my friends who had previously been very close with. I thought about them a lot, so they appeared a lot in my sketchbook. My mom had been heavily involved, slash the literal cause of the falling out. By this, I mean as the falling out was happening, my mom took my phone from me and begun to type for me. She saw it as doing me a favor. When she saw the drawings I'd done of these friends, she told me she'd be right back. When she returned, she had a razor blade in hand and cut out every drawing she disliked and every drawing that featured my ex-friends, including the first page. Because she was drunk, she cut way too hard and deep. I managed to save the drawings from the trash, but the sketchbook itself remains tainted with slash marks to remind me that I'll never be a good enough artist for my mother. OP later clarified in the comments that the story happened a few years ago and they've already moved out since then. I just hope that OP isn't like constantly having like a longing for mom's approval. Because let's be real, anybody that treats your stuff the way that their mom did in this story isn't worthy of having an opinion that's worth looking up to or having any sort of longing for. 
especially when they're so disrespectful as to say that they could go recreate it in one minute while drunk on a refrigerator dry erase board. Like, come on. Our next story is from Single Associate 8863. My narcissist mom excluded me from a family gift. So this all happened about two years ago, but it's one of the many crappy things my mom, female 35, and stepfather, male 56, did that I have visual proof of. It was Valentine's Day, and one thing about my mom is that she's very flashy during the holidays. We're talking crap tons of expensive gifts, parties, and a house covered in decorations. All of that can be fine, but every time I receive a gift from her, it was metaphorically held over my head. I didn't do something correctly, I'm ungrateful and a horrible child that could never deserve their gifts, and must constantly be reminded of that. That Valentine's Day, my mom gathered us in the living room to open gifts from her. More than just chocolate or a card, but actual gifts. If it weren't for the pink heart decorations, you would have thought it was Christmas. Then my mom whips out this book she custom ordered. It was supposed to be a children's picture book about our family that the little ones could read as they got older. The problem was that I was nowhere in that book. I wasn't on the cover, I wasn't on any of the pages, and I certainly wasn't on the front page where my siblings' names were clearly listed. Her only excuse was that I was being represented by the company's mascot, which appeared throughout the book. On the intro page, it says verbatim, Happy Valentine's Day for my beautiful children, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. We love you with all our hearts. We cannot wait to see what God has planned for your life. Love, Mommy and Daddy 2021. I certainly hope it doesn't affect OP's relationship with their siblings, unless their relationships aren't that good either. But I think OP needs to cut all of them off. They don't deserve to have OP around if they can't respect or even think to include OP. I mean, even if you're bickering, you would still try to include them and wish them well, right? I can't imagine having such hatred for my kid as these parents do to OP. And our final story of the day is from Candy Wooden 8476 My mother keeps entering the wrong authentication code on her credit, resulting in her card getting blocked and tries to blame me for that, then she threatens to beat me when I stand out for myself. This isn't the first time I wrote about this story, the first I removed since my girlfriend back then made me feel guilty for making fun of my mom, I don't know if she was right or not, so I took the post down just in case. There were no personal details or whatever, some of you may say that's a red flag, but it's not. Anyway, I decided to rewrite this post since I wanted to make this story last for me, And the other reason is that it's a good writing exercise for me, a non-native English speaker. To start, a little of background. I had a troubled teenagehood, relationship speaking, especially with some adults, teachers mainly, and generally it was also my fault. Not entirely, but sure, I still had part of the blame in that situation. And in general, I wasn't the best kid. I was kind of a troublemaker. Things got better with the years. Coming to the story, this happened last month, a few days ago when I originally created this post. Last month, I started university abroad and I needed to change my phone operator so I could still make calls and access internet even while there. I could get there on my own since I have both a driver's license and a credit card, but the phone operator contract was under my mother's name and signing it with under my name was a pain in the butt, bureaucratically speaking. That afternoon, we got into the store, me, my mother, and my grandpa, who needed to switch operators as well. 
Everything went well for the first moment. The shop assistant was explaining to me and my grandpa how everything worked and stuff. Then we came to associating my mom's credit card to the new contract. It didn't cost that much, but it was enough to ask for the pin and an off code sent to my mom's phone. For some company policies, the shop assistant couldn't help with the process. I was fine with it. I inserted all the details and everything. Then came the moment where I had to insert the card, pin, and auth code. And things went downhill from there fast. The conversation went as follows. I said, Mom, what's the code? She calls my dad to ask for it since she doesn't know it, then writes the code on a piece of paper and gives it to me. I insert the code as written on the paper. I say, K. Now the auth code. You should have received it in a text message. She reads the code digit per digit while I insert it. I say, it says wrong code, are you sure they're correct? She snaps my phone out of my hand and proceeds to insert the code herself while complaining about me. The website says, wrong code, try again later, x6 times, with the same codes by the way. Her bank then sends her a text saying, dear OP's mother's name, we've seen suspicious activity on your card, so for security reasons we blocked it, and gives instructions on how to unlock it. She asked the shop assistant if she could make the association later with my dad. He replied yes. Then out of the store, my mom kept on blathering and complaining about me. In the car, I finally replied with, It's not my fault if you can't use a credit card, especially if you keep entering the same codes that the website told you are the wrong ones. To which she replied by threatening to beat me and throwing a bag of chips at me. I don't know what she thought there that she had bought for me. I replied, good job, throw chips at me because you can't win an argument. And I should be the immature one here, huh? She exploded right after that and got out of the car to come into the backseat to hurt me or at least try it. I'm strongly against hurting parents and people in general, but that was self-defense. I managed to push her back using my foot. She tried to pull my hair but failed. After a couple of minutes into this fight, all in front of my grandpa, which had been there from the start and was seeing his daughter's true colors if he already hadn't, my mother stopped, turned on the car, and things ended there. I expected to then have to deal with my father later at home, but he only tried to blame me and her for not being able to use a credit card. After I explained that she snapped my phone from my hands and did it all by herself, she stopped blaming me and things really ended there. P.S. That's not the first time something like this has happened. For instance, just before I started writing this, a day before I posted it, she was arguing, getting to trying to hit me with a broom, to only then smash it on my room's floor, almost breaking it. I was genuinely hoping for that to happen with me about me saying we're not in summer anymore mom you know after she had suggested for me to go out for a walk i know that someone will say she told you to go touch some grass but that wasn't her original intent everything because she couldn't win the argument since i was still replying and as i said that's not the first time she seemingly likes to throw this kind of tantrum You know, most of these stories, you hear these threats where they're like, oh, I'll come back there and I'll show you what's what, but very little do you hear a story where they're actually going into the backseat and they're trying to grab, they're trying to pull hair. I'm just glad OP can hold their own, and honestly, considering everything the the mom's trying to do, does anybody else think OP is relatively chill-sounding for what's going on here? Like, this is kind of serious stuff that their mom's trying to go and do. 
And also, I would certainly hope that the grandfather, aka OP's mom's father, at some point during their relationship of raising their own kid would actually come to understand that maybe they're a hothead, maybe they could lash out. I'd just say that would be some incredible acting if all of their life growing up being a kid around their father they were some polite angel and only revealed their true person and true intentions around their own kids. Honestly, for the grandfather in that moment, watching their kid hop out and go try to beat their kid up in the backseat of the car, I'm willing to bet it wasn't their first rodeo experiencing something like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.